Hey guys, welcome to The Breakdown. My name is Mary. I'm here with Brock and Josh. How are you guys on this Hello. lovely Wednesday? Well, it is a, a lovely Wednesday. We gave away a recording date just there. Oh, oh yeah. Because it was such a mystery before this when we recorded. <laughs> there were wondering it? and now they get a little glimpse behind the curtain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, we are, if this is your first time joining us, we get together every week and we take a portion of the weekend teaching at Hope Fellowship. And so if you heard the message this past weekend, we continued a series called The Life You've Always Wanted. Um, we're going to continue that this week, but we really talked about something that was a little, little, you know, meddling, if you will. Okay. <laughs> little meddling, giving. And so um, we got to talk about generosity and giving, and there was yeah. a verse in there that we're going to kind of take and look at a little bit more today. Do you think people are tempted right now to turn this podcast off because they know we're going to talk about money? Yeah, that wasn't a very good uh, way <laughs> yeah. to keep them uh, I don't here. Want to listen to that. Yeah, we're not going to ask you for anything. <laughs> no, no, we want to ask you for anything. It was really helpful uh, to start I think talk, it's not just money because it's uh, we got into like the Lord's blessing and things like that. Something that um, is kind of a funny thing to think about, talk about because man, I want the Lord's blessing. Uh, I, when you know when you hear about like God's favor, or whatever, like I want that, uh, but it also feels like there's a tension there between like like motivations and, and things like that. And so it's cool because we're going to look at a verse today where um, I think Scripture gives us a little bit of, of clarity of what that looks like to kind of how I live my life and kind of what I can expect in return for that, I think in a good God-honoring way. So I'm excited about that. It's a wonderful way, in my mm -hmm. opinion. It's been rocking my world since yeah. we studied this passage about thinking about money and yeah. giving. So I hope, awesome. hope you'll be joyous at the end of this too. <laughs> so the passage is 2 Corinthians 9, verses 6 through 7. So let me read that real quick, beginning with verse 6. Uh, Paul says, Remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop, but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. You must each decide in your heart how much to give. And don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure, for God loves a person who gives cheerfully. All right. So as we break this down, that's the name of the podcast oh, as we break it, it down now. Oh. First time it. thinking that. The context is such a big deal of just pulling a verse out of the middle of nowhere and saying, let's make this a, a doctrine or whatever. It's difficult to do because there might be a story or an idea that leads to this. And this is beautiful context here yeah. because Paul is collecting an offering mm -hmm. for the poor in Jerusalem. They've gone through a famine recently, and so these people are really struggling. So he's going to all these churches and saying, hey, I need to collect this money to help out the poor people in Jerusalem because they're stuck in poverty. And yeah. 1 Corinthians 16, as Mary yeah. alluded to or yeah. referred to or whatever as we were talking you yesterday. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> pointed us to. Yeah, pointed us to. Talks about that offering. So, it's yeah. a, this is the second letter. And so yeah. the first letter, Paul says, this is coming. I love that because I feel like context it, is a game changer for me, mm -hmm. like just stepping into the shoes. And um, if you go back to 1 Corinthians 16, you'll see that it's like a, col a collection for the saints, you know, and that's what he's referring to here. And it's interesting leading up to this particular verse because— I would encourage you guys, if you want to do further study, to go back to chapter 8 and yeah. read 8 all the way through 2 Corinthians chapter 8. 2 Corinthians, yeah. yes, yeah. sorry, not 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, because you're getting kind of this scene that's set because he's talking about this offering that he had told them about in, in the first letter. Now, since then, they've had a rocky relationship, and this is really in this letter. He's like reaffirming like, hey, but I, actually, I love you guys. <laughs> like, hey, like, we're, we're good, you know? Um, but then, of course, he brings this up, which is kind of like awkward. So he's bringing this up, and he's saying, hey, remember how we said we were going to give to this church that's in need? Um, it's about time to collect. <laughs> and so I'm telling you ahead of time, this is Paul saying to them, you know, I'm telling you ahead of time, 
that Titus is about to come to you. And um, just so just be ready because I've been telling this church and this community that you guys are so generous and you are ready to be giving. And so that's kind of the context in which like we're kind of jumping into because he's been saying that to them like, hey, remember a year ago, this is what we said. I'm about to come. So in light of that, I want you to have a posture that is, I'm not coming to take the money, but you're willingly giving it, which is a really huge part of leading up into this, where he's saying, I don't want to take it. I want you to be prepared and ready to be like, hey, here it is, Mm -hmm. and not have it be taken from you. Hmm. Yeah. So here we jump. Let's jump into it. So as a reminder, we're going to read verse six one more time. It says, remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop, but the one who plants generously We'll get a generous crop. Mm. Uh, and so it's almost like Paul is saying, look to the farmer. Uh, were you guys Seinfeld fans at all? There's oh, one yes. episode where Jerry says, look to the cookie. And so this <laughs> reminds me of that a little bit. Look to the cookie. Look to the farmer. I think we found our title. We did look to the cookie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Look to the cookie. And so he's just basically giving them some principles here about how God works when it comes to our generosity. And this is a principle they would understand too, the one we're about to hit. Yeah. Like they are going to know this because of the society they right. live right. in. In an agrarian society. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fun to say. <laughs> agriculture. And so if you, if, it doesn't make sense. If you're going out, say like you got a garden in your backyard and you're, you're, you're planting pumpkins because it's nearing October. So let's start thinking some pumpkins. So exciting. You throw out a few seeds. Josh, how many pumpkins would you expect from just a few seeds? A few seeds, a few pumpkins. Okay, look at, look at the logic. It's just fully beautifully <laughs> here today. But if you throw out a large number of pumpkin seeds, how many pumpkins would you expect? A large number. A large number yeah, of pumpkins. Yeah. Did you guys know that when I was a kid, I grew pumpkins in my backyard. No. And I got in the newspaper once because right I had such now? a big pumpkin. Is that a metaphor? No, I really didn't. They grow. were pu- actual They were actual pumpkins, pumpkins oh, okay. yeah. And I got, I got in, the, in the paper because I had a big pumpkin once. <laughs> I am once. so happy to know that. And I know all of our listeners are so happy to Brock's know that as well. Pumpkin about you. There's a picture floating around somewhere of me in the paper with a little tape measure around a pumpkin. <laughs> Being so excited that I've grown this large That's pumpkin. Awesome. I want that. Yeah. I want that picture. I'm going to put it on floating t-shirt. Floating rocks in your blue Camaro. There, there was, there was a, this is pre, pre-Camaro. I was oh, not okay. a driving individual just oh, yet. okay. But I did have hair. <laughs> Beautiful, flowing, wonderful That's hilarious. hair. At I that do point remember, this, this makes me think of when uh, we were in elementary and you would put like a seed in a paper towel. And you kind of put it on your windowsill and watch it grow. Yeah, you know, that's kind of interesting. It's it's funny that that the language is already evoking kind of memories. Yeah, and for us, you can only imagine what it's doing to the to the listeners at the time, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you just had one seed, so you're really not going to get a lot of pumpkins I didn't, back from that. I didn't reap a whole lot. You didn't from reap that. a lot. <laughs> and so Paul's basically saying, whoever gives sparingly, like sparingly, blessings will come back to them. And we're going to talk a little bit about what New Testament blessings mean. So sometimes that really gets turned quickly into, hey, if you sow a little bit. Uh, you're going to get some money back. I don't know if it's necessarily talking about that. It could mm-hmm. be a potential. But then whoever sows generously, they're going to get a lot of stuff back. And so in the context of this offering, hey, just knowing that as you give to these people that are stuck in poverty, that are going through this famine, there's this principle that as you give generously, God's going to take care of you. God's mm-hmm. going to give you blessings back. So that's just a principle that's out there. It's not like, again, money, that if you give a dollar, you're going to get all this money back. It's just saying, hey, just to have this spirit of wanting to give to those and God's going to bless you for that. Yeah. And it is cool that that's, that that's a promise, yeah. that there is there is a return. I mean, that's a really cool promise. It's just like, but what is that? Yeah. yeah, and I think it's really interesting to think about what is about to be said, which is, you know, it almost feels like this is this precursor of like, hey, like this is still true. Like this principle is still true. You've seen it. It's a natural uh, product of life that like when you give, you get, you know, like that kind of um, cycle is natural. So, 
like knowing that and then going, it almost is like, it's going to be easy to read the next verse and think, oh, that's almost like thinking that this doesn't matter. It does. It does. You know, this is still a true thing, but here's your posture. Here's your heart about it. Yeah. So he's about to get into the heart piece, mm-hmm. but like, doesn't mean that like, it's not something you still do, you know, right. or can do. But it's freeing when you think, hey, yeah. as I continue to do what God has asked me to do, which is be generous yeah. with my money, with my life, with everything. That that's kind of there's a, a cycle a flow to that that God's oh, going to take care of you and again it may not be that I'm just getting all this money back and possessions but no. like here's a principle that God's going to take care of His people as yeah. they just trust Him and give and serve other people and and it's cool that within that there's also these additional things like which means God sees me He knows what I'm doing yep. He's a part of it I'm not doing this in isolation or alone like you know yeah. it's it, there's kind of these other aspects of this cycle that we're looking at yeah but there's no pressure. Here yeah. to say you have to so generously. It's just saying this is kind of a good thing to do. And then verse seven, it says, You must each decide in your own heart how much to give and don't give it reluctantly or in response to pressure, for God loves a person mm. who gives cheerfully. So I've always interpreted that to mean that if you are ever giving in the offering plate, you should, you know, say a cheer, smile really big when you give it. Is that what that means? Huzzah. Huzzah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, a quick huzzah in the light of that. <laughs> so one of the things that's always been a little bit of a disconnect for me when it comes to the idea of giving is that there are rules of giving. Like here's, if you're really doing it right, you should give this amount, you should do these things. And we talked about sometimes in church as kids, we'd hear about, do you give off your net or your gross of your paycheck and all, yeah. like, all these rules that were around. Mm-hmm. And that always kind of bothered me because I felt like Jesus came to say, I came to fulfill the law but it's now a little bit more about what's going on inside of your heart than here's a set of rules. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Paul is, is saying this here, that in line with God's grace, there are no legalistic principles for mm-hmm. giving here. He's saying, when you see need, when you see opportunity, you give voluntarily, you give freely, mm-hmm. and you give generously. And I think that's what being a cheerful giver means, that you're not, hey, you've got to give this amount. You've got to do this certain thing. You're just saying, hey, God has done this amazing thing for me, so now I want to respond and give to those in need and those around me freely, voluntarily, and generously. And then God can be, is not responded to out of a set of rules, but he's responded to out of freedom and grace. Um, And then even, I think in here he quotes, looking back at Proverbs, Mm. and there's this idea from Proverbs chapter 22, verse 8, that says, those who plant injustice will harvest disaster. And so this is a, a biblical theme that what you kind of do mm-hmm. comes back to you. And again, it may not be in material possessions, but there's this idea of, of planting and reaping that is a biblical theme. And so we're being called here, not because of a set of rules, but because of what Jesus has done for us to think about giving toward others mm-hmm. and sowing generously. Yeah. And I think it's a beautiful piece that comes out here. I was looking at some of the words that uh, Paul used here, and there's three of them that jumped out. And I'm, I'm probably just saying some of the same stuff you just said in, in, from a different angle, but it was so helpful for me. But like the word that, that Paul uses for, um, so this translation says, don't give like reluctantly. Um, so synonyms would be like grief, sorrow, emotional pain experience when sorrowful or unhappy. That's interesting to me because there's kind of these uh, pithy maybe statements floating out there that's like, hey, give until it hurts. Um, I, mm-hmm. I, under, I think like there's a sacrificial giving, sure. which can be worshipful. But this, like, I'm going to give begrudgingly is, like, what he's talking about there. Like, it's not, 
I just, this isn't worshipful, right? Uh, then, you, as you were talking about this kind of idea of compulsion, so don't give under compulsion, uh, that's like necessity, pressure, distress, uh, this state of being kind of absolutely required. Um, so I could even see that as like fearful. Like if I don't do this, I won't get God's blessing. If I don't do this, I'll be judged, whatever, right? Which is interesting. Yeah. Both of those super uh, different than this word that he's using. The, uh, this version that I'm looking at says, uh, give with like this, that you've decided in your heart to give. Mm-hmm. And so I looked that word up. I know you love when I do this, Brock, but I'm pretty sure that the the actual word is maybe where we get the word priority from. Okay. And so, uh, so, but the idea behind this word decide is choose for oneself to select like an alternative over another. So there's actually, I, I what I'm seeing here is this, like I've decided to make this a priority in response to the way in which Jesus has been generous to me. Yeah. Such a cool uh, sentence that Paul's written for us here. Yeah, I love this. Like if we just look at just this one verse and we think about um, the tithe in the Old Testament and how um, people approached God and their finances and what they had, or I guess not finances, a lot of times it was like crop yeah, or you know, things like that, yeah. animals. Um, but what a revolutionary statement to say like that don't give out of compulsion, like d- what you've decided in your heart to give. That is so The rules opposite. are gone. The it's rules are gone. so opposite. Yeah. And it's revolutionary today. Yeah. Like, it's not like, oh, back then, yeah, because they had the tithe and then they're doing this now and it's so different. Like, we still do this today where we kind of get into our um, finances and our situation and we kind of lean on, like, if I do this, then this will happen. If I do this, then this will happen. When this teaching is like, do what you've decided in your heart to give. Do not give reluctantly or under pressure or because someone's manipulated you or told you or, or forced you. It's literally like the opposite of, Forcing and it's I'm faithfully doing this on my own by my own accord because I know who Jesus it's is. It's freedom. Yes. Jesus has set you free. It's amazing. Think about all the generous things he's done for you. Be generous toward others. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the rule. Those are the rules. Yeah, We're done. He's yes. freed us from captivity. He's freed us from sin and things like that. So now we can be free for generosity, yeah. free for and as he transforms our heart and we see the needs of other people, we're going to want to respond. Mm-hmm. And if we're hoarding everything to ourselves, we're like, oh, that's selfish behavior. I probably need to work out of that a little bit. And so there are some principles that that really come through as you think about the biblical New Testament, biblical narrative about giving. And one is that God's going to take care of you. This idea of sowing and reaping, mm-hmm. that's God's going to take care of his people. Yeah, He's going to give them their daily needs. So seek first the kingdom. God is bigger than your needs. He's bigger than your fears yeah. about your needs. And mm-hmm. I'm preaching to myself right here. Uh, that we give just out of generosity and kindness because we want to help others and, and honor and worship God. There's no rules. And that we're generous because of what of how generous Jesus has been to us. Mm-hmm. So we're just responding. So there's not like, okay, now you're a Christian. Here's some rules that you got to follow about your money. No, it's the same thing as all the gospel. God has set you free. He's changing your heart. Look at the needs around you. And just give and give and support and love. No rules. That's that's it. And so it's it's a little scary, in some sense, because like, well, what if people are going to be selfish? What if they aren't going to give? Well, that's the role of the Holy Spirit, not yeah. ours to manipulate or, oh, yeah. or force. Wow. Long pause as we're all pondering <laughs> our money. All right. So and we're back. And we're back. But what do we do? I got a little conundrum. Uh oh. Yeah, a little. 
It's a little conundrum, befuddlement, perplexity thing going on here today. So oh, wow. all three all of us. Three? Wow. <clears throat> all three of us. So what does God's provision look like then? If we're saying that God's going to take care of his people, I'm, I'm posing that question to you guys. Yeah. What does God's provision look like today? Ready? Give us profound answers. Go. Oh, I'm ready to present a profound <laughs> answer. No, I actually have been thinking about this since we, you know, just a little behind the curtain again. Uh, we talk about this, you know, as we're preparing. And so we just have some time to contemplate, you know, what this question means. Like, okay, what does this look like? So when we look at the life of Jesus, it's like, it, it's just so different than what we've seen. And and when we think of being provided for or God being sufficient or um, meeting our needs, it's like, we, we always see it externally. We always see it as getting the things we want. And so if I were to answer that question after having thought about it, <clears throat> is probably twofold. Is one, that it's not really what we want, but what we need. Like providing for our needs, like sufficient for what we need. Not God is here as a genie to give me what I want. So I think that's one side of it. But I also, as I kept reading um, through the rest of this chapter and this whole pericope, if you will, so this section here, um, is he kind of refers, Paul kind of refers to the gift. And the gift that we get is that they are going, the church that, you know, they're giving to, this offering to, they're going to thank God because of you. And so it's like, you know, it's almost like that is like what this is about. There's a little worship going on yes, here. Yes, yeah. like that's their, that's why we do it. That's why we do it. Not to get, not not because God's going to meet our needs, but because we're meeting others' needs. And, and in doing that, like they're worshiping. Yeah. And that is what we get. Like that's like what we get from it, that we get to see people worshiping God and thanking God because of something that we did. Mm. You know, I don't know. That's just some of my thoughts. Yeah, because think, think about somebody that is really in a difficult time and you were to be generous and kind to them, mm-hmm. I mean, what what is their natural response going to be? Thankfulness. Yeah. You know, and even think like, God, thank you. I was praying that we would somehow yeah. get through this. And man, you provided for me through Mary, through Josh, through yeah. whoever did that. It's, it's like just, when it's a worship. parent gives a gift to their kid and the kid's so excited and that's the gift to the parent. Yeah. That kid is so excited about that. And I feel like that's kind of how I think of it. It's like, I feel so blessed like the blessing for me is that I got to bless you. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That's and that's New like Testament that. Christianity. We're thinking yeah. about other people's needs, mm-hmm. putting needs above our uh, their needs above our own, and trusting that God's going to take care of us as we do that. And that's yeah. New Testament mm-hmm. Christianity. One of the cool things about this passage has been how we've been able to talk so much about how the principle, it the principle itself here is so much bigger than money, right? Mm-hmm. And so that got me thinking. Uh, so last night we had on-site groups over at the Frisco East campus and we did a little leader huddle right before and, and that we've been, you know, digging around in this. And so this was on my mind. And so it, during that huddle, I read through this, uh, passage about, about, um, uh, being a cheerful giver and, uh, you know, Hey, tonight, like don't serve out of, uh, like, like, um, don't be, don't begrudgingly like kind of serve and, but don't feel like pressured to serve that whole thing we talked about. So then uh, I made my way down to verse 12 and this is so cool. This is really kind of what it sounded like you were saying, but Paul goes on, he says, this service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of the Lord's people. So it's cool because as leaders who are about to lead people in these groups, like they go, oh, this is going to serve these people. Uh, but Paul goes on, but it also uh, is overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. So what a cool, um, practical expression of loving God and loving people by being this um, cheerful. Conduit of giving. Generous giver. Yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and so again, 
you go back to this passage and it just is so freeing that the rules are gone. And Jesus had just said, hey, here's trust these principles that you, mm-hmm. you give to others. I'm going to take care of you. And that might mean um, material blessings. It might mean spiritual blessings. It might mean worship. It might mean mm-hmm. uh, joy in your heart. It might be all these things that are going on, but those are all, you know, it's not like we're giving to get so I can become richer. We're giving mm-hmm. to bless other people knowing that God's going to do these things and that he's going to take care of us. And so we just live in this freedom like, oh, yeah. I'm, there's no rules. I'm just called to be generous and and probably the generosity is going to look bigger than what the Old Testament rules ever were in right. the first place. Mm. Because that, now it's wow. a lifestyle. Yeah. Now it's who we are. It's not just, yeah. oh, man, i got to give this percentage. It's like, no, this is just who I am. I'm giving everything about who I am, yeah. my resources, my time, my energy, everything. That's just who I am as a person. And as you see the needs of others and you're going to worship God, that's a much better response. Yeah. Like, oh, i got to give this. It's like, wow, look at this opportunity that God has mm-hmm. given me. I know he's going to take care that's of me. That's such a cool uh example of a transformed mindset too so often if i'm speaking to someone who doesn't they haven't given their life to jesus but maybe they're asking questions or maybe they're even like struggling with a particular um issue kind of like what we're talking about it's it's always helpful to kind of remind them like you don't have to you don't have to change anything you don't have to do anything to like give your life to jesus to 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 receive the gift that he has given you of, of say salvation right uh but it is important also to remember that that when you submit your life to jesus he begins and continues to change everything about your life mm-hmm. the way that you think the way that you feel the way that you act and so so this in no way shape or form is an excuse not to give this is like uh this is this reminder of how the very way in which we think about giving is transformed by the most generous giver that we'll ever know. And, and as we know him more and live for him more and understand who we are in him more, I mean, it, this is it's really cool how this just kind of blows what we thought we knew out of the water. And it just mm-hmm. changes everything about the, the way we even think about it. Yeah, like even it makes me think about the Sermon on the Mount where he's like, hey, like I'm not asking for like this little bit. It's like not just this little bit, but everything, you know, like it's like, and I hopefully I don't want to go too deep into that, but it's just this is what Jesus does. He's like, he's asking for full surrender. It's not, hey, I want a part of this. I want you, like I want all that you have. And that's really the heart of this series. Surrender, like giving God everything that you have, trusting, offering your life up. And so, and that includes everything um but there is such a freedom and a joy like we're talking about where and and there's almost this natural fact of life product of when we know jesus when we recognize who he is what he's done and how revolutionary he is and just so other than us that there is such a natural um change that comes about by the holy spirit Mm -hmm. where we want to give like we're moving to give and we are laying these things down whether it's our life our worship our money because of who he is and Mm -hmm. so i think that that's what's so incredible but we like to put the money thing aside like we like because of the hurt because of the manipulation because of feeling that reluctancy because of pressure where the pressure is often that's not there anymore now we can give um from our hearts and cheerfully and so i think that's such an incredible 
truth that we find in this, and I hope it has encouraged you as well. And so um, that's our episode of The Breakdown. We're going to continue this series. Um, We're finishing it up this weekend, uh, The Life You've Always Wanted. So make sure to join us. And hey, while we're at it, um, subscribe to our podcast. (laughs) Put those reminders on there um, and join us because we're going to continue. We're here every week. So um, it's a good one. And we'll see you next week for... The breakdown. The breakdown. I was hoping y'all would like say it with me. Oh, I was thinking for football. Football. (laughs) (laughs) And don't miss church this Sunday for football. (laughs) See you Sunday. (laughs) Look to the cookie. Thanks for joining us for this episode of The Breakdown. You know, it's our hope that you learn something new about God's Word for the sake of knowing God and taking one step in your journey to the center of God's purpose for your life. If you're wanting to keep the discovering going, which we hope you are, you can check out past episodes at hopefellowship.net slash podcasts or by searching The Breakdown on Spotify or any other streaming platform. And don't forget, please leave us a review. We'll see you guys next time for another episode of The Breakdown. <laughs>